I want to get you right to today's episode because this one is burning hot with good information. My guest, Huck Beard, got his literary agent through interacting on Twitter. So if you're familiar with my podcast, you know Twitter is a big theme for me. It's a place you don't want to skip out on if you're a writer, especially a fiction writer. Amazing story. I want to remind you, as always, there's no point in rating and reviewing my show. It it just doesn't do anything. Uh, But you can, if you want to help, you can share this with your writing friends who are on the cusp of publishing their first book and they want to know how to sell a lot of copies and make some money doing this. That's what this show's all about. I am here to help writers, whether you're self-publishing or publishing traditional, you still need to be the marketing engine. And that's what this show's all about. So go ahead and hit the follow button on whatever podcast app you're listening in and you'll get notifications Every time I have a new episode out, you'll always have the standard Wednesday episode, but today's coming at you hot on Monday might be the most powerful information you've heard so far. Please enjoy my conversation with Huck Beard. Welcome to Create Collaborate, the show for creative writers aspiring to publish their first book. My name is Jody Sperling, and I'm determined to help you whether you self-publish or storm the gated walls of agents and editors. Today, you'll be hearing from an industry expert on how they made the leap from unpublished to published, and how you can do it too. I don't tend to follow a lot of agents on Twitter because I don't want to seem stalky. But uh, if, if I see a, a an agent that I just kind of vibe with uh, or agree with their uh, manuscript wish list, I will follow them. And so uh, you know, there's eight or ten that I follow and interact with. But um, my my agent who I who I now have, Christopher Schelling, is not uh, one of the ones that I had initially queried. I was querying at the time, and uh, this was last last year, uh, last summer, and uh, I had found, uh, I had just gone through Writer's Market, the books, and um, other things, and I think on Query Tracker, and he didn't seem to be open to submissions at the time, and so he wasn't on my query list, uh, so I hadn't queried him initially, but he, um, uh, so I had followed him on Twitter, and a couple of days later, I noticed that he followed me back, which is pretty exciting. And so I uh, didn't think a whole lot about it, but then about three or four days after that, he sent me the nicest email and said uh, that, uh, you know, how he had uh, gone to my website and read about the the book that I was querying. And uh, if I was, he wondered if I was still querying and if I was, he would like to be included. He said that uh, it sounds like a book he would want to read and even more to represent. So I peed a little bit and got quite excited. And so, of course, I reached out, uh, reached out to him and we emailed a few times and I was actually doing an art show that day. I'm a photographer. So I was at an art show and I sent him the query that night and uh, he read it in a little less than a week. And then a week later, I signed with him. So, yeah, I found uh, found him through Twitter. That is a phenomenal story. Um, you are absolutely aware of how many people are are jealous right now of that story. There's there's so much to unpack here that I want to spend a lot of time just on this particular moment because it's not luck. 
And that's, I think, where a lot of people's head is going to go right now as they're listening. They're like, oh, I'm on Twitter all the time. I'm active there. I'm engaging with people. What what did he do that's different? So we want to unpack and kind of figure that out. So let's go back a step and talk about your website because you're doing something special with your website that enabled you to have that interaction in the first place. If, if the goods weren't on your website, then the agent never reached out to you in the first place. So talk to me a little bit about how you designed your website to be inviting and professional. My day job is a creative director at a magazine. So I have a lot of uh, experience with uh, design and, uh, and, and writing and photography. Uh, I'm equally comfortable with all three. Um, I started writing back in high school, but uh, kind of I was an editor at a newspaper first. So I have a lot of editing background, a lot of writing background, and then um, <clears throat> taught myself how to design and, and do photography. And then I kind of switched to the art side. So I've been more a creative director designer than a writer or editor for the last 15 years or so. So, um, uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm not a website designer. I'm usually more print, but uh, I, I went through Squarespace and and laid out the the website on there and just decided what all I wanted to be on there. Um, I've I've actually since since I first met Christopher, I've actually redesigned the website so now it's a bit more um, bright and inviting. Uh, at the time, I used a lot of of uh, my own photography on the website to. Uh, to accompany the book, and I'm hoping hoping that you know some of that photography will be included in the book when it's published. Um, but um, I did have a writing sample in it. I think at the time it was my first chapter. I don't remember, but um, yeah, it just had a lot of information about the book. Uh, I tried to make it as inviting as I could. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in the website. I have started writing a blog. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I try to interact on the website as, as much as possible. And I think that's what helped me, uh, with Christopher, of course, you looked around at other author websites and to see what they, uh, include. And I'm, I still do that just to try to get ideas to, to include it because, you know, sometimes you don't want to write, you just want to work on your, you just want to work on your website and your marketing stuff and, and not go to the hard, hard work. But um, so yeah, I, I do enjoy the, the website work and the marketing publicity work. Tell me for somebody like me, for example, I, I am only using a podcast website for this podcast and I'm kind of relying on that to do a lot of the heavy lifting. If somebody looks me up, they can find all the important places. But I know I'm losing out a lot because my website's not great. Tell tell somebody like me the benefits of getting a, a website like you have and how a newbie who has no real fluency in this particular area can, can make something that stands out. My number one piece of advice would be just to fill it with content and things that you know, people can can look around and, and discover. I have I, I was just looking at a uh, another author's website yesterday. And, and to me being a little judgy, it looked like it was from the eighties and, you know, we all know that uh, it's easy to, to go on to some of the uh, website platforms and just uh, put things on there and do it in a night. But um, yeah, like I said, I use Squarespace and if you just make a, I would say make a list of the things that you would like to have and uh, just make sure that each banner has some good uh, content on it. And I, I keep track of when I update these things. It's, it's all just making it inviting to the, 
to the viewer and not too pushy about what you're writing and uh, not all about uh, buy my book, buy my book. Another thing is, you know, at, at my position, I am, I don't have books to sell. I, you know, I'm still, I'm out on submission with one book. Uh, the second book is in my agent's hands and I'm starting on the third book. So, so yeah, there is the question of what to put on the website and, and I don't want to, it to say, I, I actually had Christopher um, review the website before it went live and, and uh, he made some great suggestions. You know, like I, I can't tell people go here to buy the book. So it's an odd place to be, to have a website pushing something that you don't have anything to push at the moment. But um, but you can fill it with other things. So how about uh, the idea of using some some kind of a newsletter? I, I know that uh, there are different feelings on pop-ups, but are you collecting email addresses and basically saying, hey, I've got a book you know, that we are currently shopping or anything? Or are you are you engaging that way so that you can pick up people real early and say if you're interested in pre-ordering this book we can't do that yet but I will notify you the day that's that's available is that something right. you're doing I am my uh, email list right now is of course I you would like to grow it um, I, I I'm new to Twitter I've I've only been on Twitter for a little over well about a year and a half now I guess um, I try to be very active on it. Uh, I try to respond to as you know uh, as many things as I can. I uh, really enjoy the writing community on there. I think it is it's it's really fun to interact on there. I really uh, suggest that people use Twitter. Uh, I've a few times I've gone onto Twitter and just you know say oh you know uh, if you I would love for people to go to my website and check it out. I've just redesigned it, uh, and I also will um, have a have a note on there that if you uh, sign up for my blog, my newsletter, that uh, I'll send you the first chapter of one of the books. So that's been popular. Um, I've also been toying with the idea of sending, um, making um, like a screensavers for your computer or for your phone uh, with, and I can do that because it's my own photography. So uh, send that to people if they sign up for the newsletter, um, just to give them something that a value that they can have without, uh, with, with, you know, instead of just signing up for the newsletter because it, it just seems almost just like doing me a favor to up my numbers. But, um, but yeah, I, I regularly go on pretty much every day just and in, in get excited when I get two followers because that's just, you know, two more people. And uh, you know, you're from now, you know, who knows how many I have. The, the way that you're thinking about, you know, building your email list and you'd made the comment, like you don't want them to just join to sort of fluff your numbers, but at the same time you are building it for your book and you're going to use your book as a lead magnet. I don't love fancy terms, but it's industry thing. You know, this is a lead magnet and people are going to come to you because they're getting uh, a gift from you. And that gift sometimes is the first chapter of a book. Sometimes it's a screensaver, like you said, something like that, that does give them a reason to act right now. And that's helpful. It's just human psychology. Um, so I think all of those things sound really good and it is difficult for anybody listening right now to build an email list. It takes a lot of time and ingenuity and it's, there's an art to it too, because I'll visit websites sometimes. And before I've even had a chance to sort of like orient myself to the world that the person is trying to present, there's a pop-up and it's like, join my email list right now. And you're like, Oh, I, I don't know you. I think we probably lose a ton of people if we're real aggressive about it. So a lot of what you're saying makes sense. As far as Twitter goes, I put one advertising tweet every two weeks. 
That's what I limit myself to. Everything else is people-oriented, trying to get people involved in a conversation and having them engage so that they see my name and know me and trust the content I'm bringing them. And then very occasionally I'll say, hey, what podcast platform do you want me to send you a link to my podcast on? Right. And when That's- I do that, yeah, I get I get good I get good response from it because mm-hmm. they trust that I'm not like throwing it at them. So right. sounds right. like what you're doing as well. I mean, I did read somewhere that uh, the twenty eighty rule uh, applies, mm-hmm. and you know, to make it twenty uh, percent about your uh, product and eighty percent about yourself. So I, I do do that, and mm-hmm. uh, I've started making these little um, uh, cartoons that I put on Instagram. So I have a a drawing. It's it's like a caricature of myself that I put on the um, that is kind of like my little logo. And so I use him on all of my uh, collateral, uh, my business cards on my you know, website, you know, everywhere. And so it's a stylized version of how I look and I have a, a beard and the beard is memorable and people can you know, remember that. So <laughs> that's a, um, a visual reminder, but, but yeah, I've started doing um, just making little, uh, little cartoons that I put on Instagram and Twitter probably twice a week. I started three times a week, but now I do twice a week because I don't want to be obnoxious about it. But uh, instead of um, you know, being all about, oh, I finished this. I did that. I did that. I, I do um, you know, fun facts about authors that everyone knows, or I might um, do you know, a little fun fact about a uh, the world's longest book, you know, just things that I researched, you know, just so it will be of value to people just because, you know, writers are interested about other, other writers. So, um, and then I will sometimes say, oh, I uh, just reached 60% on my new book, you know, excited about that um, as I use a word count goal uh, program. So, um, so it seems to be uh, popular and people, people will follow it that funnily enough, that's, well, now that makes sense. It's much more popular on Instagram than it is on Twitter. So I don't get a lot of reaction on Twitter for those, but Instagram, it's, um, it's great. So I am not a, I don't consider myself good at marketing. I just try a lot of things and then whatever sticks to the wall, I check it. <laughs> so you mentioned early in this conversation that you don't follow agents because you don't want to feel like a stalker, but the ones that you did follow, there was a reason they caught your eye. So talk to me first, how did they catch your eye and why? Initially I uh, it's, it's from, uh, there's another podcast that I listened to and it's uh, has uh, an, a writer and two agents. And so they do a lot of query critiques and I actually had submitted to them uh, the, the query for my first book and they critiqued it online uh, on air awesome. And so that was exciting. And so um, yeah, then they offer classes. And so I did classes and, and, you know, I, I, I did follow both of the agents and the writer. Uh, and now I feel like we're actually friends. I, I feel like I can email them with questions. Um, I, I, I do sometimes, uh, you know, when I take their classes, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, say hi to me. And uh, when I, when I got my agent, I emailed them and, and uh, cause I directly credit them for a lot of, um, a lot of the uh, the success that I had as far as getting an agent because of their advice. So um, uh, a couple of other agents that I am that I follow, uh, air quote friends with, that uh, on, on Twitter are uh, agents that I queried and they requested a full, 
and uh, it didn't work out for you know a couple reasons at the beginning. It's because I went with someone else, but we have uh, you re- remained friends, and I you feel like I can email them and ask them questions or direct message them on Twitter and and get responses. So I've I've hesitated to follow editors because that does feel stalky to me. <laughs> and uh, for instance, I know, uh, so Christopher will send me the names of the editors that I'm out on submission to. And so of course I look them up. I don't know who most of them are, but I look them up and I will look them up on Twitter and, and um, uh, you know, follow, I won't follow them, but I will you know, do a search for them sometimes. And there is a particular one right now that I'm, very excited to be he's reading my manuscript right now and he's um he's a high level editor and i go to his twitter feed almost every day but to follow him would be a bit much and so i haven't i haven't gone that far in my in my uh stalkiness well so one thing that you're doing that's really amazing though is you're keeping a uh a pulse on the people that are involved in your world and you're making a really good decision about when it's the right time to try to engage with them and when it's the right time to just get to know them even informally i mean we're on social media for a reason and we have access to these people even if we don't comment or follow or retweet their work i've thought very much the same way about it um one of my one of my big goals on Twitter is to get Gary Steingart to follow me. Um, and, and then of course I'll give him the follow back, but literally it's just part of my day on my calendar to check his page, see what he's doing. Um, and if I can ever meaningfully, you know, comment on anything that he does, then I do. Or a couple of times, I think I've quoted him on my feed. Uh, I do a couple of quotes each, each day. So, um, it, it seems like you want to build relationships with people who are a lot further down the road than you. And the best way to do that, again, is this idea of providing them with value, kindness, authenticity. Don't feel stalkerish. I think it's it's that that quote, what do they say? You know pornography when you see it. This is kind of the same thing with stalking someone. You know you're stalking when you see it. So you right. just got to kind of feel your way through it, right? Right. And one of the best pieces of, of advice I got at the beginning was to be a to consciously be a good member of the writing community. And that is so important. And I am, I am in Pittsburgh. I, I honestly don't know that many writers here. They're, they are here, believe me, they are here. But uh, as far as, you know, just knowing them personally or spending time with them, I I haven't really had that experience, but um, my writing community, my writing friends are on Twitter and it's really been valuable to me. Uh, The, I, I hesitated being on Twitter. I didn't even know how it worked until a year and a half ago. And then I just slowly tried it and, and really like it and, and recommend it. But um, yeah, one of the pieces of advice that I got from one of the agents was to be a good member of the writing community. And that means to encourage people and to, and to cheer their uh, accomplishments, um, large and small, and to um, offer advice when someone needs it or to, uh, you know, to direct message someone and say, Hey, I saw that post and I really like it. And I like what you're doing. And, um, I heard you on this podcast and you did a great job and um, it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. I, I tend to be more introverted and um, extroverted when I have to be, but uh, uh, that's probably not naturally my personality, but the more you do it, the, the more natural it, it feels and um, genuine. 
we said before we hit record that uh, it was a post that you posted to me just saying, hey, I love your podcast. Uh, you're doing great work that I, I didn't I, I don't think I'd ever recognized your name on Twitter before. But it, sometimes it can feel like a slog going along, not knowing if anyone's hearing or seeing what you're doing. And getting that encouragement is like a shot of adrenaline and joy at the same time. And so, I mean, that's how you made the connection with me. You, you actually emulated exactly everything we've been talking about and connected to me. Now, I have a small fry podcast compared to the podcast that you should be getting on going forward to to promote your book and do all of those kind of things. And that's another thing. If you are a writer and you have already started to apply all the things that Huck is talking about and all of the ways that, that we are discussing engaging on Twitter, you want to think about trying to get on podcasts because this is a huge platform for you to build a connection with your future readers. So even if you don't have a book, even if you're in the situation where Huck is that you don't have a pre-order available, start finding ways to add value to the podcast community because that's a place, that's the next stepping stone where your voice gets in people's ears and something amazing happens when people start to hear your voice. Uh, tell me a little bit about the, the book's so the first book is um, about a uh, man who is a school teacher in England, and he is uh, the victim of a scandal. He has to flee London. He uh, goes to a very small island in the Outer Hebrides and becomes a school teacher there. And uh, he uh, has to run from his uh, run from his um, demons of the past, uh, including his sexuality. He is in love with another man who is in uh, Glasgow. And then he has to run from that because uh, of society and uh, another scandal involving uh, a woman that he marries by convenience. Uh, and he is banished to a lighthouse. And uh, he also has a, uh, so there's a, it's a, definitely has a supernatural bent to it. So he it has a magic system that is based on the senses. And so he is, uh, uh, has a supernatural extraordinary hearing and um, his sister and his niece are there at the lighthouse as well. And the book is just about what happens to them. And um, it, I, it was my first book. I never thought that I would be able to write a book, uh, but I knew which books I liked and which books I would like to emulate. And some of my favorite books are the more uh, literary thinking man's uh, books like uh, The Name of the Rose um, by uh, Umberto Eco, uh, things like that that have a lot of um, esoterica in them. And the, the amount of research I did for, for this, the first book, which is called The Gallant, uh, was immense. Uh, it probably took me uh, a few months just to do all the research and then to outline it and then to write it. But I wrote it pretty quickly. I wrote it at the beginning of the pandemic. So I had a lot of time. I was uh, laid off partially from work. Um, the second book um, came about actually from the experience I had from writing. So uh, I put myself on such a schedule to finish the first book that uh, I uh, made myself do uh, made myself uh, write a word count goal every day, and I thought how and I enjoyed that. But I thought, oh, what would it be like if you were actually physically forced to write a book under duress, so or to write write under duress? And so, so I had the uh, idea for that, and so 
The second book is about a very wealthy man in London. He uh, kidnaps a playwright and imprisons him in his underground abbey and forces him to write plays that he then steals and produces on his own for fame. So that is the second book that uh, I, I've just submitted to to my agent. And then the third book uh, really just became uh, a it just came from a a title. And I hesitate to give the title because I'm not sure if it's going to stick. Uh, the second, the, I'm sorry, the second book is called The Layers, L-A-I-R-S. And the third book, uh, I'm not sure which direction I'm going to go, but it is set in London as well. And it is going to be more of a, a literary steampunk feel. And um, yeah, I just wrote the first 800 words last night. And so uh, yeah, a little less than 90,000 left to do. Your books sound fascinating. Uh, I am sad that we won't be able to link to a pre-order for any of them, but I will link to your website in the show notes so everybody can sign up for your mailing list and learn when they can pre-order those books. So this is a good spot for you to promote yourself. I do uh, want to give you your your opportunity to talk about where people can find your website, uh, your Twitter handle, all the good stuff, and anywhere that I don't know that you're already at and you want people to go. Sure. So my uh, writer website is at huckbeard.com and I am at huckbeard uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, I invite people, you are welcome to uh, follow me and I will follow back if, um, if uh, we're in the same writing community vibe. Uh, I would love to hear from you and, and uh, interact with you. And uh, I'm all about the writing community and the reader community. So yes, please reach out to me. And um, I hope you uh, stick around with me uh, until the books come out. Uh, Yes, so the first uh, two books are on the way. And the third book is being written as we speak. Uh, I am also a photographer. uh, So my uh, website for that is beardphoto.com at photo with an F. So I've been an art photographer for uh, several years now, and I do hope to use my own photography for the books. So uh, we'll see. Uh, It'll actually be nice to hand my book over to a designer that I don't have to do it myself. I mean, you know, I've always had to design things myself and to actually see what someone else came up with for my own work will be exciting. But yes, uh, please uh, interact with me and um, thanks for the opportunity. Fantastic talking with you. I'm so glad we connected on Twitter. I know that we'll be in touch throughout the process. I will be one of the first to pre-order your book when I have a link to do that. So You as well, my uh, friends. It's it's (laughs) been great talking. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening today. And remember, you should never feel bad for telling your truth. So get out there and write. And if you've got a killer story, Apply to be a guest on our show. Email me at jodyjsperling at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Jody J. Sperling. And hey, there's no point in telling stories if nobody's listening.